it's just Jersey, man. We're a different breed. Um, you know, a guy like Billy Jander, right? He's a guy you got, you, you, he's a force to be reckoned with, right? He's, he's wrestling, he's in great shape. He's wrestling really well, he's confident right now. Place, who doesn't want to win in Jersey? I'll say this though, uh, he looks really good. He's in shape. He spent a lot of the summer um, down in South Jersey building his his brand down there and building a fitness center and a wrestling center. So he's around it in your neck of the woods. I know that. Yeah. What's up, everybody? John Forster here, great down at the barn. With me, as always, my main man, Eric Winnuck, the greatest mind in wrestling, coming fresh off a of, of Rutgers live wrestling practice. And we, we brought someone with us. We got uh, Rutgers wrestling, two-time national qualifier, Delcy's own, uh, Billy Janzer. How you making out, Billy? Good, man. How you guys doing? Oh, we're doing good. That practice was awesome. Um, was that yesterday? Yesterday, good time. We were on live for about two and a half hours, got a ton of interviews in. That was a good time. Um, first off, I do want to mention, we got these shirts, guys. Uh, you know, Rutgers Nation, 20 bucks. These are the softest shirts you're, you're nice, going to ever yeah. feel, right? We're not, how, how are they feeling on you? Yeah, I'm straight. They feel, well, I would have it on now, except I was telling these guys, I was almost late to the party today. I'm out there uh, coaching my sixth grade football team. And we went over a little bit late, got a big game coming up. We're three and two. We're trying to make the playoffs. So uh, I didn't even get out of my, my, my dressing gear here, but I wore that one all day yesterday. I was expecting John to have these cheap cotton, you know, off the back, you know, but they're nice. They're nice and soft. It's almost like a dry fit feel. So, man, I'm telling you, they're worth every nickel. I'll tell you what, these uh, breakdown from the barn shirts, be sure you get one. $20 uh, Venmo John Forster one. Um, you're, you know, 20 bucks, $5 for shipping. If you don't want to pay the $5 shipping, I'll bring them to a Rutgers match for you. So get the shirts. Uh, what we're going to do, we're selling the first 50 of them. You could vote. And we're going to give out an NIL deal. So we got a bunch sold already. Um, you know, get you vote for who on the team you want to get that NIL deal. We got Billy Janzer on today, man. Delcy Nation, you got to step up to the plate, you know, break down from the barn. We got the R. I was going to go all red here. We, we, we sent it out to some, some people that wanted them. They went with the black and red. I'm glad they did. I think it looks great. But um, get those shirts, guys, and uh, vote, for, vote for your man, Billy Janzer. See if you can get him the NIL deal, man. They pop, man. They pop. And speaking of my man, Billy Janzer, and we had him, if you guys watched the broadcast yesterday, we spent a, a couple of minutes with Billy. He was really dropping some good stuff on us. Um, but as John said, you know, two-time NCAA qualifier, had a nasty injury, um, missed all of last season. You started to talk about that a little bit, talking about how, you know, this is the best you felt since high school. So why don't you go more into that kind of your recovery process and how excited you are to actually get back in that this season? Because I'll tell you what, we've missed your intensity out there. It's great to have you back, but it sounds like you weren't feeling all the greatest. Yeah, I mean, it was a, it was a rough few years. I, I originally hurt my back my freshman year, and it started off with two herniated discs. In my lower back and I just kind of went the rehab route and that's I, I just competed through it honestly and it uh yeah I, it was mainly me just fighting through an injury for the past few years and then going into last year I planned on going back down from 97 I was going to go back down to 84 and I, I was wrestling really well I was moving well I was in good shape but my body just it was tough. I'd be on the mat for a few days and then be off the mat for two weeks because right. I was almost crippled, you know? 
So then I got a new MRI and then I had four herniated discs and I had spinal stenosis. So after talking with the doctors, they thought I should get surgery. And um, I, I went to a, a few different surgeons. I think I saw four different surgeons and three of them told me that I would never wrestle again if, if I cared about myself. And then one guy told me that I 100% would be wrestling again. My man, uh, Dr. Greenleaf. And he actually, he wrestled at Cornell back in the day. So yeah, he hooked, hooked me up with a good surgery. I got a disectomy, cleaned my back up a little. And I thought it would be a quicker recovery process than it was. But yeah, I didn't really start feeling good until, you know, midsummer. I, I, I started exercising and stuff in May and into June doing physical therapy. But I'd say midsummer is when I kind of felt like myself again. You know, I, I felt really athletic. I felt strong, fast. And that's when I um, I decided that it, it was my time again, you know, because for a little bit, when you have an injury like that, and you, I've never had a surgery before. And everybody made it seem out to be like the most serious thing in the world. And um, I have some buddies that I train with that I train MMA with. They also had back surgeries and they did well. And they got they they helped me through everything. Just talking to certain guys who went through a lot more traumatic things than I did. So they gave me a, a lot of hope, you know, and I, I would even look up videos on other people who went through the same stuff as me and saw their recovery and how great they got. And then I, I, I would say that as I started wrestling hard again up here at Rutgers, I didn't start wrestling up here with my friends until like August. And August is when I started scrapping again. And day by day, week by week, I was just feeling better and better and better and better. And now I'm at where I'm at now. And it's almost like, it's almost like the past year has been a blur. I don't even, I don't remember it at all, you know, so which is good and bad. That the fan base has yet to see the best of Billy Jans or even you, as you said, your freshman year. Absolutely. Absolutely. Cause when, when I was coming in here, I, I feel like in high school at least, which is a completely different thing. We all know that. Cause this is the big time. It's, it's serious. Right. Everybody you're wrestling right. is a state champ. Everybody wrestling was ranked in the country. But in high school, I was known for scoring a lot of points. And I was known for being athletic and moving a lot and, yeah. you know, yeah. breaking my opponent's will with, with my motion and my attacks. And then when I got here and I hurt my back, it kind of slowed me down, you know, because I couldn't – I wasn't as agile. I wasn't as flexible. I definitely wasn't as athletic. So – but I made it work, you know. Then yeah. that was just kind of something that I've always had in me was just uh, – Staying strong up here, even if the rest of me wasn't feeling right. But definitely, I think there's a lot more to come. Wrestlers wrestle, man. That's what we're trained to do since we're like five, six years old in rec. You know, you, you get little bangs and bruises. You're told by your coaches, your pops, man, go out there, man. It's a tough sport. And you're right. You get out there, you, you get banged up. You say, hey, I'm hurt. It's Big Ten. I still got to perform. I came here for a reason. I got a lot of expectations. I got to deliver. So I totally get that pressure. Um, but it sounds like to me, even what you did two years ago being hurt, you still had a pretty damn solid, like I said, two NCAA qualifiers. So now that you're healthy and you're back and you're strong, what should the fans expect you when you get back on the mat? For me to wrestle as hard as I possibly can. You know, I, I don't like to look too far ahead. Right. And I think I, uh, that's something I developed through my surgery, I think, because if you just sit there and try to focus on the end goal every single day, you, you can let yourself down. So I, honestly, I'm focused on getting up, going to practice tomorrow. Cool. You know, I know for a fact that with my abilities that 
and I've beaten multiple All-Americans before, but I know with my abilities what I could go out there and do. So I think the fans should expect for me, every time they see me in a Rucker singlet, I'm going to be wrestling as hard as I can, the best I can. And a lot of those times I'm going to be getting my hand raised, hopefully all of them. Yeah, we're, we're excited about it. I think this Rutgers wrestling lineup is pretty sneaky up and down. I think there's a lot of guys like you that are starting out, you know, 20th and, you know, have big potential to climb up, climb up those rankings. So we're, we're excited to see it. Uh, one big question to ask you, uh, we had good ale on um, and there's been rumors circling. You mentioned you were going to go back down to 84. What What's it going to be this year? Is it going to be 84 or 97? Do you have any news on that front yet? Yeah, I'm going to be wrestling 97 this year for sure. I was I was uh I was thinking about going down to 84, but me and my coaches we we just had good dialogue about it and they wanted me to just eat healthy, train hard, and see where I'm at. And it got to the point where I was around like 194, 195, and that's another 10 pounds, and I was pretty lean already. So we decided that 197 is probably the best for me. And maybe you coming back from recovery, your injury, just trying to get focused on wrestling. Maybe the last thing you need is also be focusing on your diet and your weight cut. So that probably makes sense. Um, just go out there, like I said, put the weight on, get healthy. And talking about the coaching staff and kind of the advice they're giving you, um, let's take a step further. Talk about, let's now go back, the decision to actually come to Rutgers. What, it, what went into that? Because obviously you're a very successful high school wrestler. Um, anyone who even places in the state of New Jersey is probably a, a, a decent level recruit. But the fact that you were coming off two chips, okay, walk us through and whether the coaching staff had something to do with that. What made you come to that, like to say, the big house at Jersey Mike Serena? What made you make that decision? I remember um, I was training at Seagull Wrestling Club and on Thursdays, I would go there because that's when they would bring in college coaches a lot of times. And they brought in Coach Pollard. And during that time, I was small. I, I wasn't even – I might not have even been in high school yet. I was probably 120-something pounds. So me and Pollard went at it. We wrestled live and everything. And mm -hmm. I don't know. I just yeah. – and afterwards, he talked to everybody. And if you know Pollard, he's, he's great at talking to people and motivating them. Yep. I, I really liked the, the things he was saying. And it was – Looking back, he was saying the exact things that 14-year-olds want to hear. He's like, hey, if you want to be great, you got you to gotta do everything the right way. And he's like, I'm not saying you can never eat ice cream again, but if you're going to eat ice cream, eat one scoop instead of four. And to me, I was like, oh, well, this guy thinks I can eat ice cream and win. So I like that. <laughs> and then uh, <laughs> so then I was – fast forward to my sophomore year. I've already met Pollard a bunch of times at that point just because he would come down all the time and a coach on those Thursdays then he was my coach at Fargo after that and so my corner at Fargo was actually coach Galante the TCNJ coach yep another great guy and yeah, coach Pollard. yeah and uh Come so on. after Fargo me and Pollard got a pretty good relationship going there and uh after Fargo I came up for a visit it was a unofficial visit I just came up toward the campus talked to the coaches and everything and uh, this is going to sound also really childish, but at the time I was like, wow, Rutgers is in the Big Ten and they're sponsored by Nike. You know, that's about perfect. Like, I love Nike. And uh, of course, as soon as I get here, they change to Adidas. But um, <laughs> that, that's honestly like those few things were, were all that really mattered to me is that I was in the Big Ten. I was like an hour away from home and I got to wear Nike.
I will say this though, Janzer, um, and I'm a Nike guy myself. I won't lie. In fact, if you look at my watch, I got the Nike uh, Apple watch, but those, I just got my son. He wanted the Jordan uh, Oliver Adidas with the pink strap on the top and they were kind of sold out. I'm telling you what, they're nice. Um, And I'm a Nike guy, but those, those Oliver uh, Adidas shoes are are really sweet. So it's funny you talk about Pollard because we we had, we were talking about Joe, talking about Joe Pollard when, when Goodell was on, on the broadcast about him getting that new assistant coach position. The one thing I always said about Joe was one of the most approachable people in, in, in the sport and his ability to connect with young athletes, I think people don't realize how integral that is to the program. And you mentioned that to me kind of just kind of reinforces that. Um, so now that you're here at Rutgers, talk to me. And, and obviously, John, and I have been pretty much in almost every every match at the Rack or Jersey Mike's Arena. Talk to us. since It's the cliched question, but we want to hear from you. What was your biggest moment in the Rack? And maybe it hasn't come yet, and that's what we hope. But at this point, what was that biggest moment for you being, being uh, you know, at Jersey Mike's Arena? Well, that's kind of tough. Uh, yeah, that's hard. That's, see, it's a hard question because my, my registered freshman year, I, I don't remember if I – every single match at the Rack is amazing. And it's because of you guys. Like the energy in there is just ridiculous. I I can't even explain it. It's and I remember when I was in red shirt, I just wanted the coaches to pull my red shirt just so I could go wrestle with all <laughs> that behind me, you know. And so when I finally got out there, I remember my first day was that quad with uh, there's a couple D two schools and stuff. I remember that. Yeah, but that, yeah, but that was so fun. And it, like I, I I'm pretty sure I was like screaming after like I'm here now. I'm here now. Uh-huh. And that that was a big day for me because I don't know it was like a coming out party. Like, Let's go, it's time. And then another time I'd say is uh, either the Purdue match, my redshirt freshman year, or the Cornell match because the Cornell match I'd say because it was the one where I put on like the most of the show against a good guy. Yeah, I think I was I was ranked like 25th at the time, and that kid was ranked 20th, so it was an upset. And I I might have even majored him, but. Yeah. I just remember scoring a lot and the fans being completely into it. And it, it was electric for sure. And then the Purdue one, I had a, an overtime win there. And yeah, I remember Purdue, yeah. Any overtime win, you know how it gets in there. With yeah, the place just goes crazy, man. Yeah. But like you said, I, I think the, the best, my best moments yet to come in there. Cool. Awesome. So we, we got some questions from our fans. So, um, Billy Janzer, Jersey Wrestling, has you the number two uh, wrestler in Delsey history. This one came from the number one wrestler in Delsey history from uh, Jersey Wrestling, uh, Mr. Joe Alexander, a uh, couple-time state champ. Um, so he, he asked you, did wrestling at a powerhouse like Delsey prepare you for the Big Ten? Yeah, I, I would definitely say so because my – my coaches made it a thing to always look for our toughest opponents. You know, like we're a public school, but we would wrestle private schools. We'd, we'd wrestle like uh, DePaul, Del Barton, uh, Don Bosco, stuff like, like even Boundbrook when Boundbrook was really good. Yeah, they solid. Like, yeah, Lenape Valley way up in North Jersey. Like we would get on a bus and drive two and a half hours to go wrestle good people. So that was, that's something that, it's the same in the big time. Like you're wrestling a really good guy every match. So my coaches taught me that, but they also taught me the work ethic side of it. Like practice is going to be hard and you can either accept that and form to it, or you can get tired and let people break you in the room. And if you plan to go to a big 10 school, 
you'll get broken every day if you're not going to lean into the hard times, you know? So Delcy definitely helped me out a lot. Awesome. Awesome. And now I know you're giving back to South Jersey wrestling. I see the bunker wrestling club. Why don't you tell us a little bit about how that, that came about and what do you think that means to South Jersey wrestling? Yeah. So um, the bunker started with my best friend and he was honestly one of my uh, biggest training partners in high school, Nick Bennett. He, he took second in the state, but he, he was opening the gym, which the bunkers half a gym. And then we got the wrestling club in there. And that's what he was talking to me about because he, he wanted me to him and his dad and me as well. I, I wanted to, I wanted to train his younger brother, Rocco, who's a heavyweight. And so Nick was telling me how they're going to have this wrestling room in there and, I should I should train guys out of there and I was, and then we decided to do it together and I'll have the bunker wrestling club he has the bunker fitness center and we're gonna run it together and honestly I I think it's a it's a hidden gem in South Jersey because I don't I don't have that many guys in there I get you know five six guys usually sometimes up to fifteen on like a really good day I'll have in that room but the uh, the amount of effort I put into it and the resources that we have in there, you would think there'd be 40 guys in there every single night, but that, that's not what it's about. It's about really getting people better. And at the same time, me getting these kids better, I'm getting myself better, yeah. you know? So I think that it, with time, more people will notice it. And as the kids I'm training continue to improve and get better, more people are going to want to come by. But I, I think for the next for a little while I'm going to be working at this and helping people out. And that that's what I feel like I was honestly like meant to do. I think I'm meant to help other people meant to get other people who maybe didn't have the same training as I had grown up. Cause I was blessed with, with the, the family I had and the coaches I had that just, they instilled hard work in me and they also made sure I trained the right way. And a lot of people don't train the right way. They get taught the wrong things, form bad habits. And I notice it's tough with uh when you get some, some kids that are in high school that don't, they have bad wrestling habits, you know? And the number one thing I'd say is a stance. Like some of these kids don't know how to get in the correct stance and to consistently move their feet at the same time. So I think that I'm going to have a big impact, honestly, down there in South Jersey wrestling. And I, I hope it's a lot with Delcy guys, you know? Yeah, it's, it's funny, Bill. We were talking about that when we were down at uh, Rutgers and you were on for a couple of minutes and two things. One, mentioning the fact that when you're when you're teaching young wrestlers and you're actually out there working the moves with them, it actually reinforces what you've either done right or wrong yourself. And you actually learn from that. So it's actually not only helping the wrestler, it's probably helping you because as you're going through the training, you're learning new things as you go through the moment. So I thought I, I've heard that before. And number two, in terms of having a small group, I mean, we've had the Yell Street guys on here a couple of times, uh, Donnie Filippis. We had, you know, Daniel Hill. And they started a garage. I mean, that's why they call it Garage Built. They were literally in Donnie's garage, like, you know, a couple of guys doing privates. And next thing you know, um, they got all Americans out there like John Posnanski. So it's just it's just the patience. If you're in it for the right thing, like you said, it's going to grow. It's going to work. Um, so I like the fact that you're being, as you said, you got an entrepreneurial mind, the fact that you want to stay in wrestling. And basically if you bring your hard ass, you know, edge to yourself to that after you're wrestling, I think it's going to have great success. So I think it's all good stuff. Um, but keeping the whole wrestling thing, um, let's walk a little bit from you because we want to get your perspective. You're in the room. You see what's going on. You're now, I, it's crazy for me to say, but that you're a veteran. 
but you basically are a veteran. I, I still see you as the big recruit coming in. Um, and maybe because we your best is yet to come. But why don't we talk about a couple of weights that you're seeing? And I think we talked about maybe 25 and 57. Um, we've touched a, we've touched a lot on the 84, 97 for obvious reasons. We got some guys, we've talked about 33 with their transfers, but talk to me about 25 and 57, what you're seeing in the room, especially for 25, because I think there's going to be some competition there. Either way, no matter who we put on the mat, they're I, I honestly believe that they're a, a contender for to get on the podium. Obviously, you saw that from Shawver already. He, he was right there last year. He's beaten some All-Americans. He's a tough kid. And you see it with uh, Dean Peterson, too. They, they scrap. They, they'll go at it. And that's the best thing that you could have for a program is that type of competition with them because they're going to continuously make each other better. And no matter what, we're in a good spot at that weight. Um, personally, I couldn't tell you an outcome I was going to go. And plus I like both the kids, so I would never want to, you know, put two of my teammates in that situation. But, uh, yeah, that's, that's a really fun weight class to look at. Cause you got two kids that, that wrestle hard. They like to score points and they're both athletic and technical. So that's a really good weight class. Nice. In 57. Oh, 57. That's a good one too. Cause you got, um, you got Andy Clark coming down. Another, that's a South Jersey boy, and he's a kid who I remember his freshman year when I would talk to him a lot. Uh, I also wrestled with him a lot in practice too, and he's talented, like super strong, super. He's fast, he's athletic, and I think the best part about him is his work ethic. He he works really hard, and he keeps getting better and better and better and better. But he um didn't. He was he was wrestling out of his weight class. He he was weighing in in the 150s, wrestling 165, and it's hard to wrestle in the Big Ten to begin with, let alone when you're wrestling like that. So him coming down, I think that there's just so much potential of, that what could happen there. But you also got Rob Kennard and Al DeSantis there, and they're both two tough, short kids who really they they can wrestle really well. And Al he wasn't the biggest recruit coming out of high school, you know, and that's what I was talking to Goody about this last week. I was saying Al's the most improved guy I've seen in this room ever, maybe like since I've been here, you know, and same reason as Andy Clark, his work ethics insane. He works hard every single day, puts his head down, just goes to work. And I've seen them wrestle each other a little bit, but um, yeah, I, I couldn't tell you what way that's going to go either. I'm just, I'm excited to see what either one of those guys, when they get out there and they're wrestling people without a Rucker single on, I'm excited to go see. It's funny, Billy, and you can let me know if I'm off base, but I've always viewed, you know, when you talk about weight jumps, there's certain weights that if you go from 25 to 33, I'm not saying they're interchangeable, but it doesn't quite have the same effect. There's something about a 57 going to 65. I've noticed that's like one of those big jumps where you're getting, it's almost like a change in the body structure. So when we talked about, we talked about this before with Clark Russell 65, and I was saying the same thing. I saw Richie Lewis go up to 65 and he did a hell of a job there. But a lot of those doubles he would get, he would go in there and he wasn't finishing the same way it was at 57. I don't think it was knock on him. I just think that's a huge jump in that weight class and you start getting to the real big boys. So to your point, I think going from 65 to 57, where maybe he's more natural, I think you might see a much more, you know, opportunistic wrestler making that change. Yeah, yeah that 
the same boat. I mean, those are three top guys there. And um, yeah, yeah. Kennard had a heck of a year last year. And I think tweaking a few things with him, he's right there in the top 15 and Clark Clark struggled on bottom last year. I think if he got out on bottom, all those matches are complete different matches. He's a hammer on top and has some takedowns, but that, that could be the weight hitting him. So I'm excited to see that. So um, switching gears a little bit, um, you know, what are you most looking forward to this season? What any any uh, thing you got circled on your calendar or any matches? Um, I, I'm excited to just see how this team uh, meshes together out there. You know, because we've had really really solid teams in the past with huge names on it, right? But this year we don't really have like a that on our team you know we don't have a top two guy in the country on the team so that means that we all need to work and we all need to come together and really just rise up these rankings so like i'm saying we got young guys on this team like anthony white shawver's still a young kid you know like i think he he's a is he a sophomore this year he'll be yeah technically i'm a sophomore this year um there, there's sammy still has four years of eligibility yeah there's Soldano might be in the lineup. That's another freshman. There's there's a, a bunch of young guys who, and when we're coming in where we're at, really there's only one direction to go. And I, I think we're just going to keep shooting up the rankings, especially with uh, the dynamic we have as a team. I feel like this is the closest I've ever seen our team before. Right. You know, so what I'm most excited for, I don't have a particular match or anything, but I'm just excited to see the the growth throughout the year for us as a whole, not just individuals, you know? Yeah, we, we were talking about with Scott Goodell um, yesterday and just being in that room, it just seemed really loose and really warm. Um, you didn't feel like a tight, cold feeling in there. And you're right. Maybe it's the fact that you don't necessarily have one or two guys that everything's focused on. You just have a bunch of guys you're coming in with. I, I, when I say low expectations, I think there's high expectations for the program. I mean, let's not kid ourselves. You're, you're a two-time state champion. You've been a top 20 guy. I think people expect big things. But to your point, it's not the same thing. There's not the pressure of, you know, we need these two guys to get to the final. So I agree with you 100%. I'm actually excited to say that myself. This see just a bunch of loose guys who are fun out there, having fun and come together as, as one team. I think that's a cool thing. Um, so speaking about, you know, you know, things being loose together. Talk about off the mat and try to keep this PG-13, but um, outside of wrestling on campus, what what else what else excites you? You know, I don't know if it's a hobby or, you know, what is it outside of wrestling that you enjoy to do um, on campus? On campus? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I would say me personally, I, like I, I love coffee. That's probably one of my vices, honestly. I should probably drink a little less of it. So I, I like going, sitting down, drinking a coffee, sitting there just talking because yep. I feel some of the best conversations, especially if it's on like a Saturday morning. Everybody wakes up, wake the whole house up. We all go to the coffee shop right down the street from the house. We sit there, talk a little bit. It's fun. You get to catch up on things that, that you didn't hear about yet. So that's probably one thing. It's not really – and then other than that, I like playing basketball. Nice. Basketball's probably – that's probably my second favorite sport. And – uh yeah, if I was a few inches taller, maybe I I would have made a run at that. But, <laughs> Let me tell you something. You know? I'm six three, and there's a reason why I'm a wrestler. Um, <laughs> and when you, 
when we had the in general members, when we had the house down in Manasquad, we used to get a bunch of guys play over at Belmar. Um, I'd pretend to try and they'd stick me at center because I was a little tall. I'm like, dude, I'm not a center. Um, I'm tall, thin, put me outside. Let me try to take my jump shot. But, you know, wrestlers love to hit those hit those shots. So um, all good stuff. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Good stuff. And I'm a wrestler. I'm short and I'm bad at basketball. So I got, I got the double whammy on me. <laughs> so another question from, from a fan, we got uh, one coming in from Ryan Grusmeyer, former top unit wrestler, but he lives in Franklinville right now. So he has two twin boys that are like four. So, so it could be going up in the Delcy program and his cousin, cousin is uh, Jared shoot. What do you think about that guy this year? Jared shoot. What do you think about his uh, process? Oh, yeah. He's a, uh... He's a, he's a bad boy, you know. Uh, last year he broke his hand and wrestled all the way through the state tournament with a broken hand. That's a tough kid. Right? Tough. I don't kid. know if you guys. He sent me a picture of it at the end. His hand looked like he got stung. Like he put it in a, a hornet's nest and wow. he got stung up. Yeah, it, it was nasty. But I I think that that kid he, he's an amazing football player too. If, you, if you've seen the stats he's putting up this year, he's he's a really good athlete. And the, that's what my coaches tell me a lot. That you know we think of. When you think best athlete to come through the Delsey program, obviously most people would say Brian Dostansky because he went to the MLB. But uh, they're, they're saying that Jared's probably right up there with Brian as one of the best athletes wow. that they've seen. And I, I think he, he has a ton of potential because he's his wrestling, you know, he he hits one or two moves. It's nothing crazy. But uh, when, when you have a kid with that much athletic ability and he's a hard worker, there's a, there's a lot that can be done. So I, I think that he's going to end up being really good. It is. It is. I, I agree with that. So the, the question from Ryan, he said, did you ever go upper body with Sawyer? And what was the result? Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. I went upper body with Sawyer a bunch of times, especially when I was tired or something. Me and Sawyer used to wrestle every single day. And I, I love, I loved them for that because uh, we would battle. And that, that was the coolest thing about, I would, I would have a coach that would, that would fight with me in the room, you know, but uh, I'm sure probably 50 50 i definitely got them sometimes sometimes it didn't go my way uh, i like to focus a little more on getting to his ankles and stuff because he was a little bigger than me but there's definitely been a few times i went up top of him nice man nice so i'm going to close it out with this question along the same lines with greg sawyer he came up on a recruiting trip with me we had a good time ended up not going to Rutgers though you know he um you know, he was a couple years younger than me. We but, but John, but before you get to the last question, just we gotta we gotta understand that uh, we still gotta take a rain check because somehow I was paired up with a uh, big Billy on, on a match, and that never happened. So uh, you know, we'll, we'll we'll take a rain check on that one. Yeah, we'll take a rain check on that. Get you. At it. So the last question is: Should Greg Sawyer have went to Rutgers? Uh well, what do you you were on the team back then? What what do you what would you say about that? How how was the Rutgers team then? We were good. We were scrappy. I think he would have fit in because we had a lot of guys. You know, there's this myth that that Rutgers was not we we weren't like you guys, dude. But and we didn't have the 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 who you know the 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 big. Uh, big fans and everything else, but we were a top, uh, you know, we were like 20 to 40. We were, that's where we were every year. And we had guys getting big wins. And I think he would have fit in because you know why he wasn't a state champ. When we had a state champ that went out there, they did horrible. 
You know, they didn't make the lineup. We never had a state champ that would make the starting team. But we had, we, you know, we had scrappy guys like Tom Tannis going out there, beating Damian on and Ricardo Romero up, upsetting. The Dude, I roll with Ricardo, man. That, that boy could bring the heat. Andy Rory, you know, I, I, I'm going to send you a tape. Had Joe Williams taken down in overtime. Joe Williams, three-time state champ, um, U.S. team, or three-time uh, national champ, uh, U.S team member um had him taken down in overtime it was the worst call in the history of midlands um but you know we had guys that could scrap so i i think he would have fit in with that team he took second in the state i think he would have fit in um yeah i think he should have i think he made the made the wrong decision he went to seton hall and then he went to Ryder after they dropped the program so i think he would have been a been a been a good scarlet knight yeah especially because I mean, transferring from school to school, that, that's, that's not the – I mean, it's whatever. Some people do it, but I, I don't think it's, it's the best thing. But it, the, from the way you make it sound, I could definitely see Sawyer fitting in really well at Rutgers because he's just a he's a hard-nosed dude. He's a tough guy. Like you said, he wasn't a state champ. But um, And I don't know if everybody knows this, but the year he took second in the state, he had a broken leg. He took second in the state with a broken leg. Yeah. And you, you can't – that's that, I think that's how you define toughness is playing through adversity like that. And the way you're making it sound, he, he would have definitely fit in here well. Yeah, I think he had to. I think they taught him the tilt because his leg was broken. He had to figure out new stuff to do. And he hit a tilt in the semifinals to make it to the finals. They taught him that literally like a couple of days before the state tournament and he hit that he hit that total total on a tough dude made the state finals had nick lopez pink hair hair and all i love that dude nick lopez cool guy but you know that was a tough tough hombre there but um yeah definitely uh greg sawyer you should have went to Rutgers. hey janzer great having you on the program yep. listen guys buy the shirts man man 20 bucks these are the best shirts you can get check them out on our instagram facebook page Get in touch with me. Get the shirts. Uh, Delcy Nation, Nation, vote for vote, vote for Janzer. Give them the NIL, the NIL deal. deal. We'll, we'll get that going. We got a couple other big things. We're going to be talking to someone tomorrow. We're not uh, about some, some big things at Rutgers. We're going to get things going. Follow us on Instagram. Follow us on Facebook. Follow us on Spotify, YouTube, wherever you get your podcasts. And, and talk to you guys later, man.